Consciousness and Understanding Channelings from Clyde Trepanier Volume 4 Continued The Final Sessions from 1962 August through October Saturday, August 11th, 1962 Good evening to you, my friends. I am Yom. It is my pleasure to come among you again and to be in the presence of our new guests here tonight. I hope I shall be able to be understood by you. I assure you, my English is not the best. My friends, you are living today in perhaps the most interesting and the most vital time in your civilization. Many of you and your friends are going to discover great things about themselves. They are going to find many of their hidden abilities coming forth. Those of you who have advanced somewhat in your knowledge and understanding and are putting forth the effort to come into the realization of who and what you are, are going to be able to be of great service to your fellow man if you so desire. You should realize, all of you, that besides self-development, you have a responsibility to your civilization. For today and for some years to come, your civilization will hang in the balance. And this balance will be so delicate that it can go either way, depending upon how many of your peoples can come into the realization of what is necessary to bring about the survival of this civilization. It is not right, my friends, that a civilization should have to rise and fall so many times. In fact, it is not necessary at all. At least one rise should be enough, you see. The great lesson should be learned in one application, and this has not been the case with Earth civilization. There are those in all realms of life, those who are in the physical upon other planets who have advanced beyond the danger point. There are those in the realms who do not need planets, who are all interested and anxious for your civilization, this time to pass the danger point and take its place in the confederation and join in the great brotherhood of mankind where they can grow into a true realization of themselves and can enjoy the great things of life. For, my friends, not one of you can begin to conceive of the great things that await your civilization once it has passed the point where man no longer is in danger of self-destruction. So you see, my friends, you do have a responsibility to your civilization, for you are a part of this civilization. Therefore, you must carry your share of the responsibility. I do not mean by this that you have to attempt to convince everyone you meet of the importance of self-development and try to convince them that you must do this or must do that. But the average intelligent being in your civilization today realizes there is a problem. Many have a hopeless feeling because they cannot see a solution to the problem. In fact, 
most of your masses are not even aware of what the problem is. They have misconcepts of the problem. Therefore, in your association with people, your conversations, these things arise, and you are prepared to at least point out to them the problem and the solution to the problem. Any intelligent person who is able to think just a little bit for himself will realize the truth. And as these people ponder these things in their mind, they will begin to realize that they must do something to help solve this problem. As more and more of your people come into the realization of these things, their thinking shall change. And all of this can grow into a great movement among Earth people that can be the saving of a great civilization. To some of us who have seen the happenings that have taken place upon this planet, how its people have struggled to the very threshold of realization and then, through lack of wisdom, have fallen and had to make the climb all over again. I am sure that you have seen this happen in a small way with individuals, with children, and it is not a pleasant thing to see. And to those who have seen this take place over and over with your civilization, it has not been a happy, pleasant experience. Therefore, they are concerned. They are anxious to see Earthman this time make the step across the threshold. And they are putting forth every effort to try to help him to do this. It is true that this can be done for you. Those who have crossed the threshold can only point the way for you. They can only say, Beloved, this is the way. This is the light. Will you follow? It is difficult not to attempt to interfere, to try to push you over. But we realize that unless Earth Man can do it for himself, he has gained nothing. The energies that man of Earth has in his possession today are only toys compared to the powers that he has yet to discover. So, you see, that it is necessary for him to develop great wisdom and understanding. He must learn to live side by side with his neighbor. He must learn to know himself. For when he has learned to know himself, there is no problem in loving one's neighbor. When we have understanding of ourselves, we have understanding of our neighbor, and social problems no longer exist. I know that all of you here have a great desire to develop this understanding, to grow spiritually, to become as some of the great teachers who have been examples for you. And you will reach these goals if you are sincere and are willing to put forth the effort but, my beloved friends, in your search for truth, do not forget your responsibility to your neighbor or your civilization. Realize that each is a part of this great whole, and it is also important that your brother receive understanding, too. You are being taught. You must also be teachers. Beloved friends, I have taken enough of your time 
I do not wish to bore you with my ramblings. It has been a great privilege to spend this time with you. I always enjoy being in the presence of truth seekers. I know that each of you are going to make great strides in your search. I would like to extend to each of you my very deepest blessings and love, and may the blessings, the peace of the great masters be bestowed upon you. Peace be with you, my friends. Peace. Thursday, August 23rd, 1962. Bless you, my children. I would ask each of you as I speak to become relaxed. Let your heart do the listening, for we have again brought into concentration here cosmic or universal energies that can be very beneficial to your well-being. If there is need in your physical habitat, you might mentally direct these energies to the areas where the need may be, and perhaps you may receive great benefit. Beloved ones, people of Earth today and in the days to come are going to face great decisions. Decisions that are going to require courage. Decisions that are going to determine the future of your race or your civilization. It is very difficult, as I see it, for Earthman to draw his decisions from his innermost being where lies the truth. Especially those of you who have sought truth and understanding, it should not be difficult to know the right path or the correct decision. And I believe in most men, this be true. Yet there seems to rise up within Earthman the desire to cause others to suffer because they do not agree with him or do not see as he sees. Your nation is, perhaps, the greatest and strongest nation upon your planet today. They have accomplished great things for the welfare of mankind, and in the eyes of those in other lands, you are an advanced race. Therefore, your nation stands in the greatest position to lead Earthman, through example, to the threshold of a new life. Your nation, with its great wealth, great abundance of foods and resources, if wisdom were used, could perhaps make the greatest demonstration of a brotherhood of man that has ever been made upon your planet. Yet your people are not willing to do this. They prefer to allow food surpluses to rot and ferment in their storage bins, rather than to feed those who are starving and have not that with which to purchase the food. This, beloved ones, if I may use one of your terminologies, is a great sin. You see, beloved ones, when nature produces in abundance, she does not produce to be wasted. It is well to have plenty. Man was created to have plenty. But also in nature, there are laws concerning waste. And when man deliberately wastes life's substance, the law reacts. And sooner or later, man will pay for the waste he has created, 
For, you see, the laws of creation are just, yet they are firm and they are positive. So, beloved ones, you see it would behoove your nation in its great abundance to wisely share these things and yet do it wisely. But these are only a few things. In the position that your people hold as a world power, many, many great demonstrations could be made. And I must say some have been made. There have been efforts in this direction, and there are many among your people who would that these things be done. And yet, there are too many who object, who are not willing to go the extra mile or to turn the other cheek. They must have an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but this is not the way of truth. If man had been created to live unto himself, there would have been no need to create him. It is difficult for those who stand at the level of understanding of your masses to be able to get a slight conception of their relationship one to the other. Yet, man must, through time, come into the realization of this great fact. For until man realizes his relationship to his brother man and to his creator, he has not found truth. This, beloved ones, is one of the great realizations that man must reach. And this, and this realization, when it has come, is the first great step into the realization of truth. It is the first great step in understanding creation and its great laws and the vastness of it. Yes, beloved ones, search and find this realization. For when you have, you have reached a great milestone in the evolution of man. Beloved children, I hope that each of you have been able to receive benefit from what we have attempted to do for you. It is free. The great universe is filled with these energies. They are the energies that sustain life. Without these, you would not be. And it is ours to use in any quantity you desire, for we are the sons and daughters of the Creator of all this. It is our heritage. Let us receive in great abundance. We are not limited. There's a chant here. May the peace, love, and understanding of the great brotherhood of man rest in the hearts of each of you. So be it. Go in peace, beloved. Friday, September 21st, 1962. Greetings in the light, my friends. I am Oxel. To begin, I should like to extend my appreciation to those of you who responded to my last suggestion. It is gratifying to see dedicated ones put forth their efforts for the good of their civilization, to be willing and anxious to spread the word and I assure you, you have accomplished a great deal more than you know. 
I, here and now, charge each of you with a responsibility to your civilization and its future. And I sincerely hope that each of you will accept his or her responsibility and put forth every effort to assume and fulfill it. There is great need in your troubled civilization for dedicated ones, for those who are willing to put forth the effort and to come out for what they know to be right and good for their civilization. And I assure you, beloved ones, that through this effort you shall gain many new friends, for all of your peoples are not going to disagree with you. In fact, more of your people today are coming to the realization that your civilization is standing at the threshold of a great decision, that either it must find a cure for its illness or face destruction. And many are beginning to listen and think. So I say to you, beloved ones, back these projects to the fullest of your ability, for only through these efforts will you survive. Many are awakening to this realization, and at this point, as we observe from our vantage point, we see a 50-50 chance of your civilization awakening. But much work must be done by those of you who have the realization of the illness and its cure. Each of you are going to find the opportunities opening before you to do your small part in bringing this into being. Our hope is that you will allow nothing to stand in your way. Fear not the criticism or the condemnation of those who would not agree with you, but rather dedicate yourself to a cause, for man must have purpose in his doings that he believes in. If you accept your responsibilities and fulfill them, you will find the rewards will be great, not as the world rewards, but in the peace and satisfaction that you will find in your own heart, in the joy and peace it will bring you. Also, I should like to remind you of the pledge that we made in the past, when we stated that whosoever has made the choice in true faith and love, we shall protect and guide you, and we shall still stand upon that oath. No harm shall come to those who have dedicated themselves to the propagation of truth, who have dedicated themselves to serve in the light of the everlasting love. Remember this oath, my friends, for we are prepared to fulfill it. So on this night, I charge each of you to go forth with a dedicated heart and a determination that through your efforts and the efforts of all the dedicated ones, your civilization shall survive. Now, beloved friends, soon this instrument and his mate shall be moving on to a new service, to a new phase in the life in which they have dedicated themselves. But before their departure, at your next gathering I shall speak with you again, and perhaps others shall speak to you at that time. And now I leave you by extending to you the love, the light, and the understanding of my people. I am Oxel.
Thursday, October 18th, 1962. Good evening to you, my friends. I am Yom. I have felt a vibration of oneness here, so I have come to you and will spend a few moments with you at this time. Perhaps I will not have the opportunity again. My friends, it has been my very great pleasure and my privilege to have been able to become friends with you, and I have appreciated your cooperation in listening to my very humble opinions and putting up with my poor English. But I feel we have become very good friends. Now, beloved ones, perhaps I shall not be able to speak to you in this manner for some time. The instrument through which I speak and his mate are to go forth to a new experience and a new phase in their lives. I'm sure you folk here feel great joy in parting rather than sadness, for you know this is necessary in their development. Many of you are going to see, due to your knowledge and your foresight, or information that your search for truth has brought you, you are going to recognize in the events that are taking place the fulfillment of the prophecies. Great changes are taking place on planet Earth, but only those with eyes to see and ears to hear are recognizing these changes. Each circle of events as they come about brings the greater changes nearer and nearer. As you look back, for only a very few years, you see where the events have started to take place which will bring geographical changes, and the changes which are to come about will be more severe. It was stated at the beginning of this year of 1962 that it would be a very eventful year. Has it not been so, my friends? And you may see before the end of the year even greater events take place. Now, my friends, as you view these things, realize that this is only a cleansing that has begun to take place before planet Earth can be permanently established in a new age. It must be cleansed, you see. Those who have a sincere desire to serve, to become a part of the new age, are going to be set apart from these things. They are not going to be affected by them, providing they follow a sincere inner guidance which must be sought for. This true inner guidance is not found unless you seek for it, unless you acquire it. Man must have a sincere dedication, forsaking all other things. As it was stated in your religious works, there shall be no other gods before me. You see, my friends, there is nothing in this whole universe that is as important as one's own soul development. The I am in me and in you is the most important thing in all creation. For when I have reached a complete realization of this, I have reached a great height in understanding. We must seek first these things, searching our innermost souls, and there we will find the guidance that will lead us down the path for our greatest development, our greatest safety, and our greatest joy. 
And my friends, wherever this takes us, be it over sea or mountains or through outer space, this will be where we will receive our greatest good. The good that will bring to us true happiness, true love and understanding. Do you see what I mean, my friends? Joy is only found within one's own soul, and joy is only found by doing that which our innermost soul or higher consciousness or higher self or whatever you wish to call it demands of us. There is much unhappiness among your people of earth because they do not follow the dictates of their inner soul or consciousness. When man truly follows this, he radiates love, joy. He brings joy to those with whom he comes in contact. He is loved by all because he gives love to all. It is really quite simple, you see. I have been rambling on. I get carried away at times and I give a lecture. No offense meant. If you have something to say, you may ask. Your hour is late and I must not keep you. Questioner. I have been attempting very hard to know that I am that I am. Am I succeeding? Yom. This is a realization that sometimes when one is faced with a great deal of outer influences and obligations, as you call them, it is quite difficult to get the mind quieted and to go deep within and come into a realization of these things. The word I am has a great and far-reaching meaning. I am, for I am all things. I am what you call God, but this is the true I am. This is not what people see. This is not the I which is faced every day by your civilization and its demands. This is not the true I am. The thing is that man of earth, in so many cases, has a distorted idea of what is necessary, and he becomes rather controlled, under pressures that he feels are necessary and are required by his environment, rather than controlling it. It becomes difficult to withdraw and bring about the realization of his true I am. When man becomes truly conscious of his oneness with creation, this takes precedence over all other things. And as this becomes more and more a part of his consciousness, it becomes easier and easier to have a true realization of this. There are many stages of all these realizations. For, you see, as in most things, there are certain degrees. And as your realization becomes deeper and deeper, you advance to higher degrees of this realization. Do not be discouraged. It takes time to reach a full realization, a great, great realization. There are times when I have reached certain degrees far, far beyond my realization, where I can see the vast greatness which lies ahead. I must vacate this instrument. It has been most gratifying to be with you. If I have been of some slight service, I assure you I am grateful 
for life can only be realized in its abundance through the service that we can render. Beloved friends, as I leave you now, I give you my very, very deepest blessings, and I ask that those who are in charge, who have greater responsibility, greater wisdom, greater understanding, will invoke their blessings to you also. And I know that this is done. May the peace and joy that you shall receive through your service, may each of you be greatly blessed by it. May your joy be great and your peace rewarding. Good night to you, my friends. Good night. Friday, October 19th, 1962. Greetings in the light, my friends. I am Oxel. On this night, I come to you with a plea to dedicate yourselves again and again to the service of your civilization. For today, upon your planet, the need is great if your civilization is to survive and move into the new age. But the choice, my friends, lies with Earth man. In your religious histories are predicted or prophesied many events in the latter days of your civilization. Perhaps that terminology is not as it should be. Perhaps I should have said that in the higher evolution of your civilization, it is prophesied that great disaster shall befall you. But let me say to you this, that prophecies were given so that man would have the opportunity to avoid these things. Prophecies do not necessarily need to be fulfilled, for man's destiny lies entirely within his own hands. You see, prophecies are made by a realization of a pattern, but patterns can be changed. And you, my friends, the people of Earth, have it within your power to change and to avoid these things. As I have stated, your civilization at this moment hangs in the balance, and which way the pendulum shall swing will depend upon Earth-man. If enough of your people will choose the path of service to their fellow man, the path of love, light, and peace, your civilization will experience the greatest advance in its evolution since the creation of this planet. Twice your civilization has risen to this point and fallen. Shall it fall again? Or shall you, this time, pass over the top and into a true realization of the brotherhood of man? People of Earth, it is up to you. You hold the choice in your hands. Those of other planets in your system stand ready to help you in every way possible whenever your people are ready to receive them. We have offered our assistance to those in power upon your planet and have been rejected. Yet we still stand ready to extend the helping hand, a hand of friendship, if we are accepted. We cannot solve your problems for you. We can only show you the way. But it must be done by Earth people themselves for none can profit by another's doing for him. But he can profit by using the experience of others 
who have found the way. Again, I should like to commend those of you who have put forth their efforts in these directions, who have dedicated yourselves to the service and used your efforts in that direction. We are helping you in more ways than you know, and we know of your every effort, of your every accomplishment. For we are watching and recording the actions of all people of Earth. We are aware when you have made the choice, and we are aware as to the degrees of your choice. It has been my very great privilege to have worked with you and for you. If in our dissertations I have been of a slight service or help to you, I am humbly grateful. For we consider an opportunity to serve, in the light of truth and understanding, a very great and rare privilege. Perhaps it shall be some time before I shall be able to speak to any of you again in this manner. But in leaving, I should like to leave with you my very, very deepest blessings, my love, and my understanding. It has been my very great privilege. I understand there are some others who wish to extend a few words to you, so we shall withdraw our instrument from you, and in their manner they shall speak with you. Again, in leaving, I extend to you the love, the light, and the understanding of my people. I am Oxel. Friday, October 19th, 1962. Good evening to you, my friends. Once more, it is my very great pleasure to come among you. I could not pass this opportunity to speak to you tonight for a few moments, for as I have said before, I feel very close to all of you. I feel that all of you are very dear friends, as I hope you feel about me. We have spent many pleasant moments together, have we not? in our discussions, etc., and I have been given again the opportunity to speak to you. As I believe most of you here know, I am a dweller upon your planet. I have lived and worked upon planet Earth for many, many years. I will not go into this in detail, for most of you know and can explain it to anyone who does not understand. But my friends, I have been very interested in your organization. That is why I have spoken to you so many times. And I have also been very interested in many other organizations, in many other groups who are working in the light, who are attempting to bring light to Earth man. And it is very, very satisfying to see that there are people all across the planet Earth who are doing this. But the only saddening part, my friends, is that there are not nearly enough. And there does seem, at this time, to be somewhat of an increase in people who are coming into the realization, you see, of what is faced by Earth civilization today. And we have great hopes that the awakening will come more and more rapidly to your people. Of course, all of you know what the problem is that faces you, and what the solution is. The only thing is to get more and more people to realize it, and your group here in the city of Detroit has done a very, very good job of this. 
we wish to commend you. And there has been a great deal more results than you know about, and this is good. If enough people will get behind these things and try to awaken your civilization, my friends, you cannot possibly conceive of what awaits your civilization in the not-too-far-distant future. If, if they can only pass the point of where they no longer want to destroy each other and to no longer have mistrust for each other, then your civilization will really begin to move forward. Well, my friends, you know these things, but I sincerely hope that your people, you people, will continue in your efforts and encourage others to do the same. And, as my very dear friend Anthon said, you are going to get much more help than you will realize if your efforts continue. We can only help you in your efforts. Unless you make the effort, we can do nothing for you. If the people of Earth could realize how much they have been helped by those from outside your civilization, as many of you know, that none of you would be here today had it not been for them. So you see, my friends, every effort that you can put forward is of great importance, for every, every ounce of effort is felt, whether it be in the outward or the inward. You see, there are many ways you can work. You can work in the outward by doing these things, and also on the mental plane by developing your own light and letting it shine forth into the ethers of your planet, for there is great need of higher vibrations there. So, in every way you can do these things, remember always, take the time to go within, to build your own strength and understanding, searching deep within your own soul for the answers. These things, my friends, I ask you to do. It is necessary at this time that the instrument and his mate move on. This, my friends, is not only for his good, but for yours. This is necessary for all of you at this time. We also wish to extend our gratitude for the service he has rendered to all of you and to us in this manner, and to his very dear mate who has, in the past, been what you might say his right arm. Maybe his right and left both. She has. She has developed. Without her assistance, you would not have all of these printed communications that you have had, and many many other things that is done behind the scene. So, for all of these things, and to all of you for all your efforts, we wish to thank you, to extend our gratitude. And we, and I am speaking for all of the various teachers that have spoken to you. It is not possible for all of them tonight to, to speak to you. So I am speaking on behalf of all of these when I say, that their love for you is great, greater than you can ever, ever think or realize. For it is a love of which you do not yet have understanding. You are each as a great jewel in their sights, for we see you as you are, pure children of the Creator, emanating and expressing His good. 
Each of you are our brothers and our sisters. We are one. We are all of the Great One Being. I am in you, and you are in me. So you see, we cannot be separated. We are all one. Just a cell in the great, great spirit of creation, which you may call God. Expression matters not. The only thing that matters is the realization of our sonship, our part in this great sea of life. Beloved ones, we love you. We bless you. We bestow upon each of you the blessings, the love, and the understanding of the great masters, those whose love is of such magnitude that the concept of it is not possible to us. Yet, I know that through your asking, they have fulfilled. Peace be with you, my friends. Go in peace and know that you are everything, that you are always in the hands of the great, great intelligence, being continually guided into the knowing of which you seek. Peace be with you, my friends. Peace. Friday, October 19th, 1962. Peace be with thee, my friends. I am Anthon. I should like to take this opportunity and a few moments to extend to you my love and my blessings. I should like also to state that it has been most gratifying to see you as an organization advance and grow as you have. It is very necessary that groups such as yours and such as have been formed under various names yet all working for a realization of their relationship to mankind, to their relationship to their Creator. It matters not what you have labeled yourself. It only matters that you are searching for truth. And in your search for truth, be ever mindful of the fact that truth is far-reaching, that man, as he passes through the corridors of evolution, continuously gathers more and more of the universal truth. The ultimate in man's evolution and search is a long and narrow path. It will not be reached in this lifetime, nor in the next, but through many, many, many phases of life. Man of Earth has great need of the realization of the search for life. There are those who are advanced in their understanding, what in your terminology would be eons and eons of time and their accomplishments would be inconceivable to man of earth and would be even inconceivable to many who have passed far, far beyond this level of understanding. Yet, they have not, to their knowledge, reached the ultimate in understanding. So you see, my friends, the search goes on and man becomes ever wiser. His understanding becomes ever greater. Yet, would man be happy if the search were to end? Life will never become boring to those who search for truth, for you see, truth is never ending. So, beloved ones, keep your sights high. Move ever onward with an open mind. 
with a seeking mind, yet a discerning mind, using always great wisdom in your search. For there are also the pitfalls for those who use not wisdom. Beloved friends, as my son, his mate, go forward in their path, they are not apart from you. For in mind there is no separation. In mind, in spirit, we are all one. We are all one in this great creation of life. Time and distance does not exist in mind and spirit. Know this, my friends, and you will not know separation. It has been a great privilege in my experience to have spent the time with you that I have, and there are many others who wish to extend their blessings and assure you that if you continue in your work, help will be forthcoming in more ways than you know. I know in many cases you will not realize it, but help will be there and will be given. Bear these things in mind and continue on your path of service to your Creator and to man. For when you serve man, you have served your Creator. My peace I leave with you, and may the peace, the joy, the understanding of all the Great Ones be bestowed upon you. Peace be with you, my friends. Peace. Peace.